liftoff and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 191, recording May 15th, 2022. This week, we have indies, Phantom Games, remakes, and <coughs> delays. <coughs> uh, my name is Zach Anderson, and this week, I have with me, as always, Shannon, let me unload the car real quick more. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be like my new slogan. Let me unload the car. It's going to be like, I got poop myself. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a long, long Sunday of uh, visitations and or not visitations. I guess you could call it uh, play dates and uh, and food eating and birthday celebrations and brats and uh, all the food. Um yeah, I, I got some stretchy pants on right now, and I'm just I'm riding the wave until this baby boy comes to town. It's like it's Thanksgiving, and Dude. and speaking of Thanksgiving, also with us is Justin Flock of a Feather Carter. I know it's your boy here. Real quick before I go into my story, I want to say it technically is visitation. Like as a kid, Shannon, it's just play dates. But then when you're an adult serving six to ten in county jail, it's <laughs> 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 but I was telling Zach before the podcast, it was pretty crazy. I went over to my friend Joe's today for like a board game afternoon and while we're sitting there playing, a bird hit his window <laughs> of his house. And then like 15 minutes later, his wife gets a phone call and I guess her grandfather died. And Joe was like, dude, that bird hitting the window must have been a sign. And one of the people who came over was sitting there and she's like, dude, that's so crazy. She's like, because a bird hit my window this morning, too. And I start laughing and Joe's <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, dude, Megan went to get coffee this morning and a bird hit the fucking windshield. I'm like, how crazy is that? That multiple people, <laughs> all at the same spot, all had birds at some point in the day hit glass. I'm like, that's too many people to be a coincidence. Well, what kind of birds were they? Um, it is a n- pigeon. Um, so the, it wasn't like a so the dumbest fucking bird in the world. or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, it would be wild though if like it was the same type of bird for all of you. That would be wild. That would be. I mean, I didn't get to as far. I asked Megan if the bird actually lived that she hit, and she said she didn't know. I'm assuming it just rolled off the windshield <laughs> and continued about its day, but. Fuck. That dumbass bird. Oh, man. <laughs> dumbass I mean, yeah. Bird. <laughs> I hit a. When I had a. When I actually used to have a car, my mom's 96 Dodge Intrepid, I was on my way to work one day, and I did hit a bird. But it was one of those where I hit him and he was on the windshield, but he didn't just roll off. Like, he was still alive, but I hit him and he was like full spread, like ship's mass, oh, like geez. sitting there like this. And I was like yelling at him. And then I turn on the windshield wiper and he goes, boom. And then you just look, I look in the rearview mirror and just see him go like, woo, 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 and then like fly away. <laughs> Oh my god. I thought you were going to say foo 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 into an 18 wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> into the car behind me, and then he's on their windshield. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Shit. Oh man. Yeah. Fucking a. Uh, those. Yeah. Pigeons. Man. They're dumb. Like they don't get out of the way in parking lots. They don't get out of the way anywhere. And like they deserve to just get smushed. Uh, all right. I was going to go with rats <laughs> with wings, but sure. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. Shannon's out in the Kmart parking lot wearing his work boots, just stomping on pigeons. He's like, they don't want to move out of the way. Stomp I'll move them. them out of the way. Hmm. I mean, you're just not make, wrong. Just in the Kmart parking lot making pigeon <laughs> waffles. Like, I need to get, I need my chicken katsu from LNL and that's where I hear they get their meat. So <laughs> good Lord, man. <laughs> <sighs> the slander. The slander is ridiculous. <laughs> this week's episode brought to you by LNL Barbecue. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but hey, like if you what? want some fried spam, there you go. Yeah, I was like, whatever sponsorship we did have with them is now long gone. <laughs> <laughs> try, try the spam. It's good. Um, anyway, let's shuffle off of that and shuffle into some Nintendo announcements. Uh, Justin. Was negative space shown at the Nintendo Indie World Showcase? Not this time. You know, mm. I sent I sent them a sizzle reel, and I don't. <laughs> you know, they only had like twenty minutes, so I think they probably prioritized stuff that's actually coming out this year. Uh, but we did get some cool stuff that they did show. Um, we a Leckhead, one of my top games of the year last year, coming to Switch. Um, I don't remember when, I don't think it had a date. I think it just said some, probably in like a couple months. Yeah, I was, I, but I was excited to see that. I, yes, I, I'm, I, I'm I will. Because I know me, I will never play it on the PC, but mm-hmm. yeah, I will totally play that on the Switch. But, and uh, I know a big seller at your house too, totally accurate battle simulators coming mm-hmm. to the Switch. Hmm. I'm actually uh, really curious to see how that runs on the Switch because that's actually a really resource intensive game, you know? And, yeah, and it's limit one of the things. amount of things yeah. that you can add. So I'm wondering if they're gonna like, because also it's not super graphic intensive, but it's just it's one of those like all the different things it does uh, take up a lot of uh, processing power. So I'm wondering if it's one of those things like you said they're gonna limit the amount that can go on screen at one time, or maybe the amount of like large things like you can't just flood the screen full of mammoths and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and we got some more. They showed some more cool stuff that we've seen before, like Cult of Lamb is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Card Shark, which I know me and Zach are both very excited for. Finally got a release date of June 2nd, and there's a free demo out right now on both, I believe, Switch and Steam that you can play. And oh. Curse to Golf was also one of the other ones that they showed again. And then there was the uh, the Crab Dark Souls game. What was that? Yes, another, uh, another crab's treasure or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but, that uh, looks wild. Yeah, that looks weird, but it looks cool, like a Dark Souls esque, like cartoony crab show. Like, pretty cool, right? Yeah. And then we're also getting a new card game from Chucklefish, which is Wild Frost, and I'm actually really excited. That looks really cool too. I, you know me, I'm always for anything that involves deck building. I'm sold pretty much right away. So. And then, uh, did you see, what was the game that looked kind of like inside-ish or uh, limbo-ish? It was like an underwater game. Uh, was, that? was that Silt? Is that that one? I think that might have been Silt. Hey, uh, uh, Shannon, if you want to see something you'll never play, check, <laughs> out, check out the trailer for Silt. It's okay. rad. I mean, it's totally 2D, very much in the vein of a uh, limbo, black and white, that sort of thing. But it is... Uh, it looks spooky as hell. 
and it's all about like underwater exploring. So you can't really see much around you except for what's in shadow. And there's like fish trying to eat you and craziness, but it looks crazy. Like the look of it is one of those things I am super into. And that's a, I think that was June 1st or something like that. Was when that so was it looks like you're, you're possessing other things. Like it, it seems like, you know, you're, you start out as a diver that's like chained down and like stuck. Yeah. And then like the light comes out of the mask and shoots into like one of those angler fish and it, the angler fish bites the chain and then you're free to swim around. Uh, it looks pretty cool, um, but yeah, like the whole like you know that big like eel looking thing that all you see is teeth and eyes that's trying to bite you the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary. Yeah, and then one of the uh, last things, which I don't actually think they said anything about it, but I just know of it since they've shown it before at the indie world and stuff. Is Little Witch in the Woods comes out next week on early access on Steam. I don't think I saw that one. So which one was that? Uh, Little Witch in the Woods is the one where they showed it, not this Indie World Direct. It was a couple ago where it's the pixel kind of Super Nintendo, which kind of pixel art. You're the little witch and it has like crafting and you make potions and stuff out in the woods and you kind of walk around and collect stuff. But it comes to early access, I think, on the 17th. So, Hmm. but I know it's one that they showed during the Indie World thing, but it's obviously not coming to Switch uh, probably not this year, but it's coming out on Steam this week, early access. But that was one that I know when you and me saw before in a previous Indie World Direct that we both kind of name dropped it and thought it looked cool. I'm a so far I'm I'm good with the with their uh, you know they got Card Shark and they've got all these other games we've talked about like that. The indie uh, indies are keeping the Switch very healthy in my mind. Yeah, and the fact that they're all coming out in like the next couple months and stuff, I think, really helps because right now there's not there's not a lot game wise right now. It's kind of dead time between like now and the big like winter releases and stuff. How dare you, sir? Xenoblade Chronicles three comes out in July. So, like I said, um, between the big (laughs) stuff, uh, I for okay to be fair, Shannon, I forgot. Yeah. I to be fair, I forgot that Xenoblade because they moved that date up. That wasn't initially mm-hmm. supposed to be coming out that early, and then they were like, "Hey, well, there's nothing else coming out, so let's make a uh, Shannon cough up sixty dollars in the summer and for Xenoblade." I mean, I coughed it up a week ago, but you know, it might be it might be the last sixty bucks he coughs up on the Switch this year. Who knows? <laughs> Probably. Um, but a game that isn't coming to Switch, at least not that we know of yet. Uh, might actually be coming out, and that's Skull and Bones. <laughs> this is this is a game I I saw the initial trailer for when I was at E3 in 2017. That is five years ago, and uh, it has gone through hell ever since then. <laughs> um, what was initially like, hey, you know the pirate ship battles that were really fun in uh, Black Flag. We just made a whole game out of that. And at that point, I was like, sweet, I will play the bejesus out of that. Yes, give me that game. And then they decided, oh, that's not what we want to do. We're going to make it like a live service game. At that point, I was like, no, I will not play that. And then uh, and then Microsoft came out and did Sea of Thieves and took their lunch money. So then Ubisoft was like, never mind. We're not doing that. We're going to make it another type of pirate game. And then it's disappeared. 
And <laughs> but now a mysterious rating has uh, jumped up from the uh, game rating and administration committee in South Korea, leading one to believe that maybe a game does exist. And 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 to be fair, this is a game, Skull and Bones, that I was fully in the mindset of if it doesn't show up at a summer press conference this year, that game's never coming out. Like I had, I had completely moved to that sort of like, we're going beyond good and evil two on this one. It's never going to come out. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to see what that game is now. I don't know if it's a game I'm still into. I don't know if it's a game I would like to play anymore, but I'm excited to see just what they did to it. Cause the initial game looked rad. Like it looked fun. And there was, a bunch of exploration and crazy monsters and all this cool stuff. And like, yeah, let's see what it is now. I want to see, uh, is this a game on your guys's radar in any way? Well, first off, I just want to say, I think it's funny that it really dates itself when you say, Hey, I remember seeing this at E3. A, that means you were at E3 in person. B, that means E3 even exists still, which it hasn't (laughs) for a while. So it's like, man, now you're going really far back just even saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I never really gave a shit about it, but I'm surprised it's actually still coming out. Like One of the games I still think about all the time that I guarantee you is long since dead and we're never going to see it is that one they showed. It was called Deep Down. And it was by, hmm. was it Ubisoft? It was their version of Dark Souls, but it was like everyone had spears right. and it was four players. And it was like the trailer was this huge dragon. And then like there was the one person and he's like, I'm going to fight him. And then three more people showed up. So it was like up to four players and you doing whatever. And it looked very anime-y. And I was like, oh, dude, this looks amazing. And mind you, this is they showed this prior to Dark Souls 3. Like, at this point, it had been a minute yeah, since Dark yeah, Souls yeah. 2, and we're like, oh, dude, like, this is, like, new Dark Souls. This is great. Oh, and you then know Dark who that Souls was? That was, came out. that was Capcom. It was Capcom. Capcom. Okay, yeah. I knew it was yeah. someone. I knew it was someone like that. But, yeah, it looked great, and I was so hyped for it and never heard anything else on it. And then Dark Souls came, and then it's like, okay, well, I don't know what they're going to do now if they're even still working on this. And then now that Elden Ring's come out, I think they just gave up all hope. They're like, yeah, no, like, this... 15-year-old games never going to compete with this, so it's just long shelved at this point. Yeah, I, um, I'm i interested to see kind of in the same vein like m- what Zach said, like where is this game now? And I would laugh my ass off if it went like full circle and they were just like, yeah, we tried all this shit and it's not working, so we're just going to go back to where <laughs> we started and like this is the game we're going to release. Yes. And it's going to be a banger, right? Like everybody's going to be like, this is the game we wanted. Um, I'm glad they waited so long and they're going to be like, mm, we just re-hit, hit the reset button back. Yeah, to what yeah we did totally. Um, but we just, we just kind of up that Black Flag game and was yeah, like, okay, pretty here much. we go. But I remember when, like, it was the other way around when, like, the Sea of Thieves was, like, the game that everybody was just kind of, like, bagging on because they they said it looked like a knockoff version of, like, the Black, you know, the Skull and Bones game that they were going to come out with. And now it's kind of, like, the other way around. Now you have, like, this huge following for, like, mm-hmm. the Sea of Thieves, and you have, like, this unknown property that's just been sitting on a shelf for, like, seven years now. Um, well, so- sea-, sea of Thieves really had that Halo, t- Halo Infinite problem when it launched, too, of, like, mm-hmm. so where's the content? You're making a live service game and uh, there's no live service here. 
<laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the Jurassic Park. Uh, you're ever putting any dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour. You know, like it was that, <laughs> it was that issue. Yeah, but I mean, it blew up. I mean, like they listened and, you know, mm-hmm. they came out with a lot of content for that game. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm hope I'm positively hoping that it's a, it's a good experience, but, um, we'll see. I bet more than anything, when they finally do show skull and bones, they're going to do the, um, Oh God, they're going to do like the crackdown three method of it's going to be like, Oh, it's skull and bones and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like Tom Hardy on the ship. And it's like, Tom Hardy is skull and bone. They're going to get that celebrity (laughs) endorsement to try and like, fucking push this thing out the door tom hardy is <laughs> they're like we would have got johnny depp but he's tied up right now keanu reeves man keanu reeves it works so well for cyberpunk you know <laughs> it's like the one redeeming thing that came out of cyberpunk right well uh speaking of games that might be entering the phantom vapor or exiting the phantom vaporware zone let's talk about a remake that i'm actually very excited about uh, Dead Space got a date, or a time period, I should say, which is January 2023, which uh, sounds like a made-up date, but is actually not that far away when you think about it. Um, and uh, hey, you know what? It'll probably be here before any Microsoft Studio game. And um, guys, I'm really excited to play Dead Space again. Dead Space <laughs> is one of my all-time favorite games, so I'm hyped. Dude. So am I, and I'm not going to lie, out of all the stuff that's gotten pushed back and delayed, I was probably the most bummed about Dead Space getting pushed, because I was like, I've been looking forward to wanting to replay that game. So it's kind of sad that it got pushed, but you know, like you said, it it will be here sooner rather than later. I mean, January is literally like seven months away. And and it's also one of those things where I, I... That game in particular is a game I want them to get right. You're like, it's like, don't don't send me broken ass dead space, please. Like, make sure it doesn't crash. Make sure the weapons feel good. I want to cut some limbs off some necromorphs. You know, like, let, let me do that. Let me play the whole game with the initial plasma cutter. Like I always do. It'll be great. Yeah, so I don't. Oh, I was just going to say, I, yeah, I just don't want it to look like slightly up-resed yeah. Xbox 360 Dead Space. Well, they're supposedly giving it the the, the Capcom Resident Evil treatment, which is like a complete ground-up remake. Yeah, which is promising. So, yeah, like that alone, like that's a perfect comparison of yeah. doing a remake right. So and I have faith in it. Give me, give me, you know, modern play play styles, modern playing conventions and all that stuff. Like, you know, I, I'm not trying to recreate 2005 over here, you know, like, yeah. So if it's the same game, but it's just polished and refurbished, does it lose some of the magic? If the, I mean, because you don't, the jump scares are not there anymore for you or the surprises aren't there anymore. Does it, does it tarnish that game for you a little bit knowing like what's going to happen? If that was the case, that would be a bummer. But that's the promise of this game is it's not going to be that. Like if it was, if if at the end of this, they just release, yeah, a completely up original Dead Space, I'm going to be bummed. Like that'll, <laughs> that, that will suck. I, mm-hmm. I will still play it, to be clear, because I love that game. Uh-huh. But no, I, I want the RE2, RE3 complete rebuild version. Like that's what I want. See, because yeah, I'm assuming that it, for the most part that it will be 
pretty much the original game, but I think there will be extra content. Like, because I know before they've said that there were certain things that like they wanted to do originally and stuff in the game that they just didn't have time for or whatever. So I think they're going to revisit a lot of that cut content that they initially planned for the first game and stuff and kind of re-incorporate it and add it into mm. the game. Mm. And it's one of those things too. Yeah, You know, there's like the hallway, like there's certain jump scares where I feel like, you yeah. know, is going to come. But then of course you get like the area where you're floating where it's the dead quiet. And it's like the, like that stuff scares you everything. Cause you never know when it's going to, you turn around and there's a splicer or whatever, like right there. Yeah, and because yeah. it's so quiet, you just hear the muffled screams of Isaac trying to fight it off. The, the audio design in Dead Space was just, it's still to this day, one of the complete high watermarks in all of video games. Just uh, the audio design was fantastic in that game. And I'm really hoping it does well because I would love them to redo too. But more yeah. importantly, if all goes well, we could get a completely new Dead Space 3 that's actually <laughs> good. They can actually give us the perfect trilogy that we all knew Dead Space could be, but they decide to fuck it in the final lap. Yeah, they could fix fix Dead Space 3. That would be the ultimate end goal here. That would um, be. God, remember that sequence in 2, though, when you go back to the Ishimura? And yeah. it's all wrapped up. And, and you're just wandering through it, and it's all wrapped up and boarded up, and you're going through to get the one thing out of it, and you keep waiting for something, anything to happen, and nothing thing does and it's terrifying the whole time <laughs> it's so good like oh, the first man. two games are just like master classes and just audio design and horror and like mm -hmm. level design and building up expectations and then not delivering on them and then delivering on them like instantly well and and shannon because i know you never played it but the other mm -hmm. thing that happens in that so you, so the ishimura is the ship where all of Dead Space 1 takes place, right? Mm -hmm. And then Dead Space 2, you wind up in like this planet slash, well, you start PlayStation planet, multiple locations. But in one of them, the Ishimura is docked and you mm -hmm. need to go to, the, to it to retrieve something. And you've been blasting shit and killing things for hours at this point. This is not early in the game. But then you get on board the Ishimura and everything is like wrapped up and taped up and boarded up like you can't you know like it's in full quarantine zone and the thing they do is all of a sudden there's no more music and literally all you hear is your footsteps and your breathing <laughs> and that's it and it's like a 20 minute long se sequence hmm. so the entire time you are just on the edge of your seat fully alert anything could pop out at any time you are ready you are just ready something's big fight is coming you know it you are so amped up for it and nothing happens you walk in you grab the thing and you walk out nothing ever happens on the ishimura and and it was the biggest fake out slash like tension release like when you leave the ishimura <laughs> and you're like wait that was it i'm out okay all right and, and then a fight happens but still like it's one of those like that that whole sequence, like your t nerves are just fried by the time you get out of the Ishimura. You are just so certain something. <laughs> the game, the happens. game makes you develop PTSD. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I was like one of my other favorites was I think it was the first game when you you come across like one of the first bosses where it's like 
it looks almost like a monster from like Gears of War three or whatever. It's like one of the almost big like splicer things, and you're like, oh, we'll just cut off the limbs, like all the other spl- and it does nothing. And you're like, <laughs> oh shit, and you have to like run from it, and then like you have to like push the buttons and shit to like, I think you have to like burn it alive or freeze it or do like whatever. But it's like your weapons basically do nothing, and you just have to run around whatever area you're in away from it. And I was like, oh. You're like sitting there shooting at it and it's just charging at you. And you're like, oh, this does nothing. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to go fuck off and try and figure out what I, you're sitting there doing the thing. Like we're supposed to tell you where to go. I'm like, where do I need to go? Where do I need to go? I need to go. I'm like, get run, me out of here. Run, run, follow the line, follow the line. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, dead space. Those first two games, just a masterclass. So good. We won't speak of the third one, but man. Uh, Speaking of things we're not going to speak of, uh, we're not going to speak of uh, Starfield or uh, Redfall this year because those both got pushed till 2023, um, which, uh, you know what? That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Like, it's a bummer for multiple reasons. A, I wanted to play those games. And B, man, it was looking bleak before for Microsoft, you guys. Like, well, and and just kind of big video games in general this year, it was looking bleak. And I don't know what there is now, really, as far as like heavy hitters out there. Dude, it's, yeah, it's going to be a scary Christmas season for them. But uh, also, I think Justin, you know, he has more reason to be more excited than ever for this presser, because I don't know what else that Microsoft or Bethesda are going to have to show. Other well, than... <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I, I'm 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 gonna lay bets now. We see uh, Skull and Bones at this press conference. We probably see uh, the Dead Space remake <laughs> at this press conference. <laughs> you know, like if I'm Microsoft right now, I am shelling out some uh, console exclusivity money out there to games that are coming out. You know, <laughs> there's some overtime in a lot of people's pictures over there right now. Yeah, get those games. Yeah. Out. Todd Howard walks out on stage. And he's like, all right, guys. He's like, I know what you guys have all been waiting for. Pulls a deck of cards out of his jacket. He's like, pick a card, any card. <laughs> he's like, I got 15 minutes to fill up here, baby. <laughs> You're stuck with me. I got nothing to show. He's like, you want He's like, you want Elder Scroll Blades or whatever the fuck it is? He's like, it's on there. Yep. You can play it. <laughs> oh god i forgot about that that was the ios game wasn't it yeah that's the yeah, yeah and then yeah. it came to switch or whatever and it's like Did it? dude i yeah and it's like dude i didn't even want this shit on mobile and you think i'm gonna download it on my switch that has like even less memory than my phone and <laughs> so i can sit there and wait eight hours in real time to open a treasure chest no thanks and then you did download it on your phone so you know because you're that guy but no i i love elder scrolls not that much not enough <laughs> to put myself through that torment of pay to play <laughs> fans demanded it. So this summer we are releasing the Randy Savage mod version of Skyrim. <laughs> Dude, I actually, so I wouldn't be surprised if they showed something like fallout shelter two or something mm. like that too. Like okay. I wouldn't be surprised if we get like another one of those. That's actually like... for a stab in the dark, Justin, that's pretty good. Thank that's, you. that's a great <laughs> no because that is one of those titles people have forgotten about people mm-hmm. played the bejesus out of when it hit but ever but then everyone fell off it and i bet you could put one of those together relatively quickly you know yeah put it on game pass day one exactly free to play build bases with your friends but yeah without do you think we see either starfield or redfall 
at this press conference? Because I'm I, I'm of the mindset now. Like, if you're delaying them, don't show it. You're gonna. I hit feel the... like they're gonna bring it up and name drop it. I don't think they're gonna show anything for it. Though. New, new trailer, maybe. Maybe, maybe because they might have already had one prepared. Yeah. Like in advance, I, but I think you need to show something just so the people know that this game is actually coming out in like six months, seven months. Like what? what they think, did they? Was it middle of next year? Or was it the beginning of next year? They they wanted to say first half twenty twenty three. Okay, so they definitely need something so that so people know that this game is actually as far along as they're hoping it is, so that there is hope for this game coming out. And, you know, you got to think they they must have been pretty confident in getting Starfield out because they gave it a specific date. Starfield was like Redfield or Redfall. <laughs> I always mix them up. Shout, shout out Steve Whittacomp. He, he brought this up on Twitter, too, where he always calls them Redfield and Starfall. Um, but yes, uh, Redfall was supposed to come out this summer. And Starfield, they gave the date of 11 11 22 so they they at some point they had to feel confident of getting starfield out the door but i also wonder if they you know if if memories of halo infinite past are scaring them a little bit when they're like and here's halo infinite and everyone was like what the fuck is that like what is this xbox 360 bullshit you're trying to peddle to me and they had to delay it for a year while they fixed it you know um yeah, I mean, I, I think you need to, to put that trailer out there for that reason. Because, like, if you have some jank in there and, like, the Twitterverse is going to explode with said jank and then you know what to fix um, instead of just waiting until maybe a month before the game is going to come out and then somebody exposes the jank in the game and now you're fucked because either you're going to delay it or you're going to roll it out with that jank um, mm-hmm. and your game is not going to sell. Um, so I think... To give it a chance, I think you need to show a, a little something just to get people talking about it. Dude, it's funny that it initially had Skyrim's release date of 11-11. Well, that was the point. Yeah, I yeah. think that was the point. And then now, now it's like, well, they're like, Skyrim's like, once again, the state is now ours and belongs to nobody else. <laughs> well, and it... What tells me that they must think they have something lined up for holiday 2023 is they're saying Starfield is first half next year. Because otherwise, you would just delay that thing to holiday 2023. Get it perfect. Get it as right as you can. Take all the time you need. If it's not going to be this holiday, make it next holiday. Um, But my guess is they don't want it to take another game's lunch money when it gets released. So I, I don't know what that game is. Maybe it's gears. Maybe it's something like that, but like, Wolfenstein. You know, <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, like that's the next doom something, you know, like it could be any of those things, but um, yeah, that's my guess is like, they're like, no, that has to come out first half. I don't care if it's June, it's got to come out, you know? So it'll be interesting to see. It's a bummer regardless. It's, I mean, all of us are in the camp of take your delays, just make the game good. Just mm-hmm. make make sure you don't release a cyberpunk when you release it. Like I'm fine. And and you know, like we've said before, I think this is the industry learning the lessons of cyberpunk. Don't release a broken ass game and expect to fix it after release. You know, um, 
but that being said, just looking at the release calendar for the re- for the rest of this year, this one sucks. It's going to be a very indie Christmas. I've got a feeling. You know? <laughs> and it's going to be a Pokemon and indie Christmas around these parts. And the other thing that got me too is like they were so apologetic with that statement. Like they had to defend their position for delaying the game. Like, dude, mm-hmm. do you want a quality game or not? Like, don't sit there and put out this. Like, we're so sorry we didn't hit this goal. I get it. But, like, at the same time, if you're going to give me a quality game, I'm not going to be too upset. Like, these people that are giving you death threats that you need to pander to, like, those are the ones that, like, I don't feel, you know, I I, I, I just wish they, they had a better statement coming out. Yeah. But, well, and, I mean, the Phil Spector tweet, <laughs> that, was some, that was some big, uh, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed dad energy coming <laughs> from that, which was just like, yeah. Yeah, we had to delay it. Uh, I know it sucks, but uh, we're going to do what's right for people in the end. And fuck, fuck. Like, <laughs> so all, all of this has me very uh, excited. It's not the right. Intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see what June 12th looks like for Microsoft at this point. Because they've got 90 minutes to fill with stuff. <laughs> Telling you magic tricks. Yeah. <laughs> and that calendar, that release calendar, I got 90 minutes worth of shit on it so far. So, I mean. Hey, hey guys, you still, you still like that Forza? You like that Forza game? Well, here's a car we're going to put out on stage that you can look at for like 25 minutes while we talk you, about some new car packs. You laugh. You laugh. Dude, but, what's uh, funny but, is I was going to say Forza too. Like, what if we get like a Batmobile or something from the new Batman movie in Forza? I, I bet you get a new Forza. You'll get the proper Forza, like the Gran Turismo Forza. You'll get Forza 8 or something like that. It won't be Horizon, but it'll be the, the proper like car nerd Forza that that hits. Would be my guess. The one I'll never play. That, that mm. would be the one. That... Just because it's been long enough now and it's like... I mean, Fable ain't coming out, guys. F- Fable's not coming out. There's no new Halo property. They've, they're not making... They ne- haven't announced they're making Gears. You know? <laughs> like, there's no Elder... Elder Scrolls is not walking through that door, Justin. I'm sorry. Like, I know. <laughs> I know! Look, you don't have to remind me of the things I don't have, Zach. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Ma- Magic the Gathering Online coming to Game Pass. There you go. Mm-hmm. And see, Justin's like, oh, well, yeah. mm-hmm. all right. I mean, I download Arena on the Xbox. Right, exactly. Uh, but you know what is coming out this year? We actually got a date for something. A date, not a delay, a date. Was uh, Gotham Knights from WB mm-hmm. Games, October 25th. And I'm waiting for that to de- get announced that it's been delayed any minute now. <laughs> but well, uh, instead of it getting delayed, they just announced that they're like, "Oh, the last gen consoles, not happening." Like, sorry, <laughs> we're we're we learned the lesson from Cyberpunk, and we're not doing last gen and current gen. It's either one or the other. Which you know what? Fucking great, yeah. awesome. Lop that shit off. Like, I I know there's way more PS4s out in the world than anything else, but at some point, you got to make modern games. Like, great. Just don't even try. Like, just lop it off and call it a loss and and press forward. Because you know what? If this game comes out and hits and is one of the first modern generation big hits because of the decisions they made, they'll make the sequels. And those will make the sequels. And they'll make more than their money off of it. You know? But 
Well, I mean, that or just put it in the PS4, and when those fans get gone to try to cool down those processors, it just takes off and takes you right to a GameStop where you buy a PlayStation 5 right. <laughs> and get an upgraded, you know, Batman game. So but Yeah, it's, like, about time, though, because it's like, dude, the new consoles have been out for a while, and it's like, yeah, you can keep supporting the PS4, whatever, all day, but it's, like, costing them money doing this, and it's, like, also pissing people off because it doesn't look that great. And it's like, well, yeah, because they're having to also make it for some shit that's been out for like 12 years at this point. Like we get it. And I mean, I don't know if I'm all that excited to just play, you know, Nightwing and, and Red Hood and whatever the hell else this is in some wannabe Arkham game. I don't know. Robbie is. <laughs> Robbie is super excited. <laughs> yes. But, but I am intrigued to see what it is. And you know what? They, they won. They won the lottery. Everything else is getting out of its way. There's no new Call of Duty coming this year. You know, like, there's there's nothing. Nothing's coming in October right now. So it's like, hey, guess what? All of us are going to be playing in October. This fucking game. Because it'll be the only thing <laughs> worth buying. <laughs> you know, so it's like, why not? I'm like, nah, I'll go back to Second Extinction, man. That's all right. <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just play through the Arkham games that I've owned on like eight every console <laughs> since since they've been been released. But you know, go collect the thirty seven missing Riddler trophies. Oh, Jesus, yeah, totally. Uh, the the Riddler was never fun in those games, guys. Hey, hey, Rocksteady, if you're listening, that was never fun. Collecting two hundred Riddler trophies sucks ass. Like, don't don't do that shit anymore. Um. I guess that's all the news I've got on my docket. Anyone else have anything they want to talk about? Uh, I do. Sure. Um, so when people come into our Discord channel, our, our new friends, don't bully them into choosing Raphael as the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Like, can uh, we just put that out there? Just leave it alone. The nobody people, twisted anybody's arm. You <laughs> simply asked, who's the best Ninja Turtle? And we responded. That's all yes. we did. It, I didn't it, tell it anybody sounds, it sounds like you're. It sounds like you're baiting our our listeners oh. into into a Raphael esque type. No, like, you're trying turtle. to get sympathy votes for your shitty turtle right now. Like, don't be <laughs> mad if everyone chose right. Like, I don't know what you're complaining about. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, you're just baiting the hook there. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, man, I, who's baiting what hook? And Raphael's the best turtle. Like. I don't understand the question. That's fake news. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other thing I saw too that I wanted to bring up, apparently, supposedly, it's not confirmed, whatever, but there was leaked images from a new Silent Hill game. And I, whatever, dude. Like, whatever. Fake, I'm, I'm fake sorry. News. Yeah, fake, fake news. news. <laughs> like, oh my God. I, <sighs> I've been hurt too many times, Justin. I've been hurt way too many times. I don't know. Supposedly, it takes place in like the UK. Sure, great, awesome. <laughs> now I know you're lying. Let me know, let me know, let me know when there's a trailer. Works at Nintendo, and yeah. he he personally barbecues with Miyamoto on the weekends, and this is what I heard. Let me know when there's a trailer. So you what know? you're telling me is there's a horror movie where it rains and it's dark all the time, located in a place where it rains and a dark it's dark all the time. Is that also just foggy? Not... Also yeah, foggy. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. foggy. Yeah, so I mean, maybe it's just like a different game, you know? Who knows? It's just I mean, the UK is the living and breathing Silent Hill, so <laughs> everyone's disgruntled, walking around, yelling <laughs> shit that you don't understand, and mad. <laughs> it, it sounds vaguely like English, but you know. Um, 
Hey, Justin, what was that game by the the guy that did Silent Hill that's coming out with like the crazy monsters and all? Evil that stuff Within. That no, the one that takes place in Tokyo. They they showed a trailer for Ghost it. Ghostwire isn't that, that Ghost no mm, no. It had some like insane where it shows like the Japanese businessman getting murdered in the alleyway in the. I want to say it's Tokyo trailer. Ghostwire. Yeah. Because first person, and yeah, because there's like crazy demons and monsters and shit. Alright, now you got me googling in real time. Jesus. I Um, swear it's Tokyo Ghostwire. Hold on. You might be right. I don't want to say that you are, though. Um. (laughs) Because that already came out and nobody gave a shit about it. Oh, I know that. I know that. (laughs) No, Slitterhead. Slitterhead is the one I'm talking about. Oh, I haven't seen anything on that in a minute. Hopefully we get some news on that. That would be rad. Because I was going to say, they're also working on that. The people behind the original Dead Space are working on that new game, too, and we haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, that's true. But it's going to be hopefully a good time to be a uh, horror game enthusiast. Sorry, Sean. Um, What if we get more content for uh, Back for Blood? They've been pretty quiet yeah, lately. We haven't, haven't heard anything quiet. on that. I would love to dip back into that one. Shannon breaking the alarm door after yelling at me to not hit the alarm <laughs> yeah, on the door. Whatever. Guys, stop. Stop. <laughs> whatever you're doing right now, do not. Do not fucking hit that door. And then, like, as he's saying that, his foot is like on the fucking frame of the door just kicking it in. <laughs> As I'm like being attacked by like ravens for like the fifth time for like shooting in the tree. Like okay, Shannon. Okay, okay, no problem. Four seconds later. <laughs> God damn it, Shannon! <laughs> uh, it's like Shannon in the corner in the building, just <laughs> meleeing, trying to get everything away. Uh, spending a half hour straight on that stupid ferry level before we realize just run. Like, yeah, just run. That guy on our team's like, guys, I've done this like seventeen times with. Many groups of people, we can do this. Well, but I would yeah. like more for that. I would like more content for that. That would be fun. <laughs> well, good. Uh, so, no more news? I guess not. So, what have we not. been playing? Uh, so, I've been playing uh, not a whole lot this week. Uh, we, so everyone knows, my uh, my house turns into just a a hellish landscape between late May and mid June as uh, work takes over all of our lives in this house. So I, uh, I go to work, I come home and I take care of the kids and then I pass out and then I wake up and do the next same thing the next day. So I, uh, I haven't been playing much. I've, I've been getting in some, uh, some pick cross, some pick cross seven mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to bring it back. Um, that's been fun. Uh, I've, I've watched a lot of, uh, switch sports being played still a big hit in this house by the way mm-hmm. um the kids have also been enjoying uh cluster truck which is <laughs> it wild that game is nuts like i i don't know if it's fun but it's crazy like you basically are jumping from truck to truck to try to get to a goal at the end and you will get run the f over real quick <laughs> um and uh yeah outside of that it's it hasn't been a whole lot for me around these parts um i've stared at elden ring i've stared at tunic <laughs> i've stared at horizon going i should play those and then going ah, i just want to go to sleep instead um so yeah what have you been chin what about you what have you been playing 
So I beat uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Yeah, uh, you did. Week. Yeah, you so, did. We're so proud of you. <laughs> so yeah, it's done. Don't have to look at that game for a while until the expansions come out. But um, it was fun. It was a good game. I felt it ended rather poorly. Um, the The ending was a little lackluster. Um, but um, but other than that, it was a it was a good game. Uh, I do like the the stat bonus buffs that you get um, when you have your mythic rank and when you find all of the shrines in the overworld, like you start getting bonuses to getting better loot. So your loot starts to get better towards the end of the game. And that's when it really becomes fun is when you probably get that. Like, I think it's like the third or fourth shrine in your uh, your loot percentage increases. That um, was the shining like point of that game, uh, because the loot is what you basically want when you kill things. Um, so that was good, but after beating that game, I really had nothing to um, to play, and I was looking for something new. So um, I remembered that I talked about Fortnite um, having a zero build mode, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this Fortnite game that the kids are talking about, <laughs> um, the, the, the new hotness, I guess. Um, so I loaded it up, and uh, I guess um, when I played it the first time, I hadn't played it long enough to get anything. Um, so I basically had like the rookie skin, like rookie guns, rookie moves, everything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go into this game and figure it out. The first time I played, um, I had no idea about the map where any, any guns were, where anything was. I just jumped in and I probably lasted till I was uh, like probably halfway through, like out of a hundred people, I was, I was probably the 50th person killed or like 50 to 52. All right. And I was like, all right, well, this is cool. The second time I went into play, like I had a better idea of what I needed to do. Victory Royale right off the bat. Like, Look at you. Game number two, Victory Royale. I Look was like, okay. You. So then after you get a Victory Royale, they give you this crown that you wear um, that you can't take off um, that lets everybody else know that you just won your last game, right? So mm-hmm. it kind of puts a target on your back. Um, and I played that game and I won again. Now I was like Victory Royale number two, back to back, baby. Two crowns. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what happens. You get two crowns. Like, you know, then you're just like, oh shit. Like now people are really gonna like mess with you. Um, so I've played about five rounds and I'm three and five. Uh, you know, you know, th- three win three wins, two losses, um, two two mercs. Um, so I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, the game is fun. Uh, I do like the fact that they still have all the Star Wars stuff uh, in it for the Star Wars event that they did. Uh, so you can pick up like a blaster, um, like a stormtrooper blaster, um, that has infinite ammo and just overheats. So, um, that becomes my go-to gun, uh, because it's a legendary. And then, uh, there's a sniper rifle that you can get. There's an event that's going on right now in the zero build mode where there's like a bad team and there's like a good team. And if you go out and you help the good team beat the bad team, like the boss at the end of it drops like some really like banger loot. Like usually it's like a sniper rifle with a thermal scope. So you can see people running from like all the way across the map and you can pick them off hella fast and it's hella cool. Um, So I've been playing that and it's been fun. I do have to get back to Tales Arise um, so I can talk to Mike about that game. Um, But for right now, Fortnite's kind of holding me over until I can get back into tales arise i don't know if i'm gonna play it on the playstation 5 which is where i can do most of my gaming now or if i'm gonna do it back on the pc where i have a saved game already set up so we'll see uh justin how about you what are you playing 
Yeah, real quick, I also just want to say I think it's funny that you know you hate triangle strategy so much that you're willing to dust <laughs> off two, 2012's game of the year Fortnite and play that rather than triangle strategy. What what, what game? Triangle strategy? What? And no, I've erased that from my mind. Like I refuse to to think about that game right now. Too much reading. Too too, too slow. Can't can't do it. Can't do it right now. Well, at least you bought the physical copy, so you were able to sell it. And uh oh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, yeah. At least you have the physical copy, so it can go on the shelf right between Astral Chain and Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> Shut up! I'm actually shocked. I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually shocked. In in overtime, you never beat uh, Fire Emblem because that one I've heard from yeah. multiple people is actually really good. So no, it it is, and like and I you were enjoyed enjoying it. I enjoyed playing that game. I don't. Uh, I, yeah, I just I fell off of it pretty hard. I think oh, I, I, so I still good. have it. I can go back and play that. I think I'm, you should. I'm gonna try. It's very good. You don't have to beat everyone's story. Just pick one of the houses and just go beginning to end with it. Justin, that's not how it works with me. If I like a game like that, I have to see all of the complete. I have to see it all through. Have then do it. it. <laughs> Prove <I'm>, me wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Um, I'm gonna try. So what I've been playing is. I I finished the DLC for Bug Snacks. Nice. The nice. Isle of Big Snacks. I did it. It was great. Um I still have I did, I did uh Chanlo's the what Chanlo does at midnight side quest. Uh, <laughs> okay. Befica. Dude, that was fucking great. That was probably like one of my favorite Befica yeah. find out. Like so the entire side quest is it's like, oh, you know, go see what Chanlo does at midnight. So you wait until midnight. You go to, because Chanlo and the one dude share a house or whatever, you go to the house, you go upstairs where their beds are. The one dude's asleep. Chanlo's just standing there. And you get up the mm-hmm. stairs, and he turns and looks at you, and you're both just kind of looking at each other. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I know what you're here to do. You're trying to see. He's like, I got nothing to hide, bro. He's like, me? I'm 100% Chanlo. <laughs> and, like, and then he just, like, fucks off. And he's just like, yeah, that's what I do. Like, he's just standing there, like, if you want to stand here, watch me, like, in the buff fucking sleep, go for it, bro. I got nothing to hide. And so I'm like, <laughs> all right, like, I guess that's it. And then you go back and report to Befica that he has nothing to hide, and she's like, no, 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 no. He has something to hide. So then she concocts this plan, which is the second part of it, where at 5 o'clock every day, Chandler's boyfriend cleans his glasses, and so while he's blind, she's going to pretend to be Chanlo. And get whatever Chandler's secret is out of him instead. And his secret or whatever was just that he loves Chandler. And she's like, dude, everyone knows that. And he's like, Befica? And he's like, where's Chandler? And she's like, uh, he ran away. (laughs) And then just like everybody dips. But that was just so funny. He's like, yep, I got nothing to hide. And that's just the quest. And it's like, okay, guess he has nothing to hide. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but, my son. My son has started to. Uh, he also loves Chandlo and will uh, randomly just be like, "Yeah, bro, bring it on!" <laughs> like in the full Chandlo voice. It's really funny. Yeah, I love Chandlo. Um, one of the other games I played, which I've heard of it, I never played it. I never saw anything about it. I just knew the name of it was Vampire Survivors. Mm. Oh yeah, how is that? I've looked at that one. I mean, it's dirt cheap. It's like what three bucks or something like yes. that. Yes. So. It is $3 on itch.io. It's actually free. Like you just have to play it in the web browser or whatever. And then, but on steam. So it's the same exact game. It's just, 
you can play it for free in the web browser or you can pay the three dollars to be able to download it and have it on steam and it blows me away because so this game came out in 2020 december of 2020 is when it came out right now if you go to steam and go to indie games under like trending it's in the top 10 under like top reviews it's like number two or three so someone somewhere on twitch some big youtuber twitch streamer whatever obviously played the, it has the among us effect of it came out did all right whatever and then people started streaming it playing it something and it just blew up out of nowhere because let me tell you what like it it looks like a game from like you would play on like windows 98 like the graphics and stuff it looks like i made a game with zombies in it it's on xbox 360 indie marketplace that is what it looks like yeah it, it looks kind of like an oregon trail-esque like type with color like it's yeah like it so looks like super... they like ripped sprites from the game boy advance castlevania games threw them in as like placeholders and then we're just like got so used to it though that they're like oh this actually looks pretty good and then just left it but it play it's fun like that's the thing though is it is really fun you select your is it kind of like an idol game though it's not because and i it's funny because it's like i kind of compare it to cookie clicker but it's not uh-huh. idle you have to interact with okay okay but I mean, that's it's- the thing its description on Wikipedia says it is a roguelike shoot 'em up video game. Yeah, it is very much kind of like I made a game with zombies in it or something like that, where you have your character and. But it is also similar to Cookie Clicker in that sense too, where you get different stuff like certain attacks. That's the thing you have to move around, but attacking happens automatically. It happens like Cookie. It goes off, and but you have to like weave between enemies and walk around and pick stuff up and do whatever but you don't actually target anything for attacking it just happens so like the first character you have um is like a belmont-esque character where he has a whip and that's like his thing and decent amount of health and as you level up you get three choices of like your power up or whatever it is that you want and some of them, it's to throw, like, the Castlevania crosses and stuff. You can throw them. Some increase the damage of your whip. Some reduce your dam- all damage taken by, like, one. Um, some have healing. There's holy water that will, like, r- randomly, like, time and then splotch on the ground and deal, like, damage for a certain amount of time. And then once you get the initial power up for those, when they show up again, it's increasing it. Like, oh, holy water will do a little bit more damage and last on the ground a little bit longer. Uh, for the the cross thing, you know, it takes a little bit longer to come back, so it's out spinning around longer, and then eventually it's like, oh, you throw two of them now or three of them, and like it's just little weak bats and zombies and whatever the enemies at first, but as you last longer, you start getting like variants and like harder enemies and stuff, and it's you kind of trying to go around the map and like not get swarmed by stuff and there's like swarms of bats that'll come flying by that you need to dodge otherwise you'll kind of just be in the middle and take like a bunch of damage as they like fly through you does it get does it get like ridiculous after a while like the amount of stuff that's trying to get you like um, because it seems like that would get boring pretty quick so the because it's one of those things like your power level is increasing along Mm -hmm. with this one really the hardest uh hardest part is like, since I've played it, 
it's never been the fact that I'm overwhelmed. It's always, I just run out of health because health is hard to find. Like health, it's Castlevania. So of course you get whole chickens are the health, but they're hidden in like around the world. I'm pretty sure it's infinite. I've never hit like the edge of the level or anything like that. But um, there's little like, flame like you know little fire in castlevania you know there's like the lamps or where you hit them and money comes out or whatever the little fire goblet things that you hit and you get money or health or whatever hearts mm-hmm. that's kind of what they have around the level randomly there will be like the little fire goblet things and you hit them and they're usually either filled with money or if you're lucky there's a whole chicken in there that will heal you for i don't know whatever percent usually for it's like a good chunk like a good quarter of your health or something like that it's like what the chicken heals but you never know what it's going to be. So it's like a lot of times I'm like, oh shit, I need health. And you're just running, trying to find the goblet. And you're like, health, health, health. And you hit it and it's money. You're like, fuck. And you're like, all right, health, health, health. And you're trying to <laughs> dodge me. I'm like, I need health. I need health. I'm going to die. I need health. Don't get hit. Uh, but it is fun. It's a good little, um, like, you know, oh, I have a couple minutes to kill. Go, I could play like a couple rounds real quick and then go back to work or doing whatever. It's like a nice little palate cleanser of I just need to turn my brain off for a second. I'm going to play Vampire Survivors for a little bit. Kind of like when you would play Loop Hero going like, I'm only going to get to the first boss. I don't really care. Exactly. And then you get like a good run going. And so what's cool, though, too, is there's like a lot of stuff to unlock. Like characters, there's like 23 or 28 characters, I think, so far. And they're constantly updating it. Like it's still early access. So they're constantly doing bug fixes and like adding Mm. new content. Hmm um and so i've played with a couple of the different characters i've only unlocked three or four so far and so far the very first one you get the belmont one is more my play style like one of the other ones is more projectile based and like whatever and i'm like uh that's not really like my thing but yeah it's fun the uh, other things i've been playing is i played demos this week as well i played the demo for card shark that me and zach are incredibly excited for and i won't I won't go too, too, like, into the story or whatever, because I know Zach has the demo, and he said mm-hmm. he was going to play it. So I don't want to ruin anything for him. But I will just say that it is incredibly fun. The art art is gorgeous. I love it. I love it so much. I wasn't really, like, expecting, like, too much of, like, a story. But you actually, there's more of a story there than I thought there was actually going to be. And the story is actually pretty entertaining. And I I will say one thing about it because it's not really a spoiler because it's in the demo when you play it. So if and when, say, you get caught cheating or whatever, you get Mm -hmm. shot and you die. Well, when you die, you end up in a room with death and you sit at the table and bargain with death. And you can pay death to bring you back to life or you can challenge him to a card game and you can actually cheat death. But it gets harder each time. Like at first, it's just like, oh, you know, stack the deck, do whatever. Cool, you come back to life. But by like the third or fourth time, once you've learned more intricate cheating methods, like it becomes harder to cheat death. And so there's more involved in it. And he's like catches on quicker. So your timetable for doing the tricks against him is now shorter. So you're like, fuck, 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 trying to shuffle and stack, (laughs) shuffle and do whatever. And I'm like, uh i'm like come on come on it's like racing the end of the thing i'm like come on come on and then you get it i'm like oh thank god i didn't have to like pay my way out of this i was able to and he's like ah you got me again like we'll see you next time and i'm like yep i'm sure you will (laughs) but it so far it looks like it's gonna have that special sauce 
So it looks like it's going to have that special sauce. And I'm really excited because based off the demo, like there's a decent amount of content. Like in the demo mm. itself, the demo's two hours. Like they said the oh, devs. Really? Yeah, oh, really? devs okay. So the devs said it was two a two hour long demo. I actually spent over three hours playing the demo, but wow. I also died a bunch of times and replayed. Lost all my money multiple times because I got caught cheating. So I had to <laughs> replay certain parts over again to get more money to progress further so I could go cheat more people. Because once you run out of money, it's like, oh, well, I don't have any money. So what can I do? And then it unlocks. It's like, well, anytime you're ever out of money, it unlocks this one area you can go to to play three card money. And by doing three card money for a minute, you can get like 60 coins or whatever. And that's like enough to get you back on your feet to be able to go wherever. Cause like in the demo, the minimum betting is only 10 to like 20 coins. So whatever. Mm. So that'll buy you a few rounds of whatever. So it's like, even if you bust or get whatever, cause there's times where it's like, you also have to lose like, and that's part of the learning curve is you can't just keep cheating people because then they catch on <laughs> and the bar increases that the more they lose, they're getting madder and they're suspecting you more. So it's also knowing what time to lose. Like you don't want to like, just, all right, like give them the first round, like take their money the first round. It's like second round kind of depending on where their bar is. It's like second round, you might be able to cheat them again, or you might want to take a loss there. So they recoup a little bit of their money and they're invested again. And then their bar goes down. Or it's like, okay, their bar's pretty low. We'll double down. I'll cheat them again. But then it's like the third one, there was a couple times where I got greedy. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go for the third cheat. And that was overkill. And it's like, okay, well, now they caught on to me. So I had to take that third round. I had to take that loss to bring the bar down so that in the fourth round, I could cheat them again. And then that would close it out. And I wouldn't have to take the loss. And they're like, you cheated me. And then stabbed me in an alley somewhere. <laughs> But that's one of the other cool things too is in terms of content, like I thought like, okay, like, you know, I didn't know how long this game was going to be or really how far they were going to be able to push the concept of cheating at cards. Yeah. But in terms of methods that the different methods you use for cheating, uh, the demo shows that there's like 28 of them. Oh, really? So yeah, there's a good handful of, and in the demo, I think you unlock four maybe no i think it's more than that maybe like six five of the methods so there's a lot more there so that's what i'm excited for it's like i played the demo was way longer than i thought it was going to be to begin with and then from what you saw the fact that that was only that small of a fraction of what's there that is pretty cool so it makes me really excited that you know this is going to be a decent like you know i was expecting maybe it might be like a six hour game and stuff but it's like i spent half of that on the demo so i'm expecting this is probably going to be a decent like at least 12 i'd say probably like 12 hour game so so, <clears throat> so if they um so when you unlock these ways to cheat is it like a hot button or like you know you just click on it to be like oh i want to like stack the deck or i want to shuffle the cards or you know hide a card like whatever like is there like a hot button that you hit or is it like you actually you have to actually do that and they just like kind of give you a tutorial on how to to do that effectively. Yeah, so it's really interesting the way it works because the way level progression and stuff happens is it's like, oh, there's like a overworld kind of map and it shows like, oh, this is the destination of where you're going to go and it kind of tells you like what the game is or whatever and the minimum betting whatever. And then while you're on your way there, you're in like a carriage with this dude and he's the one that's like teaching you how to cheat at cards and do whatever. 
And while you're like on your way there, it kind of gives you some story beats and whatever. And then he's like, here's the plan of how we're going to con this person. And then you get to practice in the cart with him, like whatever method he's teaching you. And you get to practice as much as you want. And then like when you basically say you're done practicing, then you actually go to the level and then you get to enable the cheat then and stuff. But you actually do everything. And what I also found really interesting about it, because I played it on PC, is when you start up the demo, it rec- it recommends that you use a controller. Oh, interesting. Which is one of the, it's one of the few things I've ever seen where usually it's like, oh, mouse and keyboards is super... No, they're like, we recommend you use a controller for this, which I thought was interesting. So it was clearly like developed more for consoles than it was PC and stuff, which is cool. And it feels really good with the controller and stuff. And yeah, there's multiple things where it's like you use the buttons to select certain cards, like the ABXY. And then depending on what the stick, you point it in different directions and stuff. So it's like, oh, you're trying to stack the deck and make sure like uh, when you deal the cards out, this dude's going to receive an ace. So it's like, all right, we got the ace. We place it here. Then we're going to do, you do like press down to do like your initial shuffle and then you can still see the card like in the row of cards and stuff. And you see where the ace is in the deck. And then it's like, okay, so we did that initial shuffle. And then we're going to push up on the D stick to like add like the three buffer cards. So that's the fourth card. So that when we deal, do this. And then we're going to press left on the stick so that we push the card. So that when they go to cut the deck, there's a card sticking just slightly out of the deck. So that's where they know where to cut. So then those four cards are going to be on top of the deck. So that's perfectly stacked how you want. And, but there's like a timetable, like while you're doing it, you can't just sit there forever because if you're just sitting there staring at your cards going, uh, at the poker table, everyone's <laughs> going to start getting suspicious. So their bars kind of moving while you're doing that, which when they're down lower, it's not that big a deal. It's kind of crawling really slow. So you're not really panicking. You can kind of take your time. But once it's about in the middle, like it starts picking up speed. So then you kind of feel the fire beneath your feet, like, all right, I don't really have time to sit here and do it. Like, okay, we needed this. I'm praying that this works. If it doesn't, then we're going to take our loss right here. There was multiple times where I was rushing and miscut things or miscounted. Like, did something to, like, fuck it up. And the dude's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we're getting slaughtered and you're not cheating correctly. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) Well, Shannon, I don't know about you, but I, for one, cannot wait to see uh, the internal struggle justin's gonna have between what's his game of the year elden ring or card check so. <laughs> you might be right there with him though i mean i might be we'll see i mean it's still to me i would be impressed if card shark beats out elden ring like i <laughs> i love that it's a possibility that's the thing I mean, that's it's, it's so not about, like i yeah i'm not gonna write it off like anything has the potential to beat it i just know the like i could beat mike tyson it's possible. There's a realm uh-huh. in which it happens, but <laughs> the odds of it happening very slim. There, there's a multiverse where it exists. Yes. Yeah. I would exactly. like to see the chaos that is that multiverse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Shannon could read the outline. It's not going to happen, <laughs> but there is the always the off chance that it does. This, is, this isn't the paint dimension. You know, we're not. <laughs> uh, Justin, anything else? um no that was really i played another demo too for i can't i have no idea how to pronounce the name it's like echo something like that it's a, a pico a pico it's um very similar to it's like Littlewood or kind of like stardew valley ish but it's about hmm. bees it's about beekeeping and okay. it actually comes out 
May 20th, uh, which is actually National Bee Day, which is pretty funny. It's pretty cute that they're making that happen. And it, it, I've only got to play a little bit of it. Like, I want to check out more because it looks cool. And it's very kind of like resource management. You walk around, like you're in this like little woodsy area and you're mm-hmm. trying to like harvest bees and build colonies and do all this stuff. But one of the like cute things that I thought about it too is in the settings for languages, yeah, one of the options is to turn it to B language and then all the text just says buzz. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I love when they do stupid shit like that. Like in, um, what is it? Uh, Katana Zero, where in the options for screen shake, you can like push it to 100. But then if you keep pushing right, the bar explodes out of the border and you can go past 100 and you can get it all the way up to like 500%. And then when you get hit, the entire screen just like, it goes like black. It goes like so far off the screen, like on the switch. That's just like black screen. Like, like it's insanity. And just the fact that they like ran that far with the joke to practically like break the game doing that is pretty great. Hmm. But that's all I've been playing this week. It's enough. Yeah, it was quite a bit. You know, I'm trying to make up. I knew Shannon probably just played Tiny Tina, so I was like, I got to carry the team here. Oof. <laughs> you know, I, uh, what was it? Twitter's Jeff Grubb, who is posting most of the video game leaks we see these days, uh, did say he's also confirmed hearing from people that Bloober Team is working on a Silent Hill 2 remake. Oh, Silent Hill 2. Well, dude, the the remake they did of Silent Hill 2 and 3 was such a shit show last time. Well, remake, when they brought it to the 360 and they had terrible issues with, like, audio not working, like, the fog causing, like, clipping, like, the frame rate was atrocious. Like, it was worse than the PS2 versions of the game, so. It's like, man, Silent Hill 2 would be one of those games, like, if I owned a studio, I would be scared to remake Especially if you're like doing the Capcom version of a remake, you know, because like people love that game, love that game, like hold it up on a pedestal. And it's like it'd be like taking on I don't know, fucking Super Mario World or something and being like, yeah, we're going to do that better. Well, like, and it's <laughs> really hard, too, because Silent Hill has a especially at least the very first few entries, like I'd mm-hmm. say like up to like three, like they're very like slow games like they're not actiony at all like it's very walk around you're just looking for shit getting scared and it's like one of those things where game design has changed a lot yeah since those games like the silent hill games have evolved a lot since then so to just straight up like like you said like with dead space just to do a straight up like one for one remaster i don't think would cut it because people would probably be bored as shit because games aren't like that anymore like you don't need the fog to hide the town anymore because it doesn't load that far. Like, yeah, because you okay. your graphics. That All right, uh, so I guess uh, we'll jump into. Uh, it's not really spoilers this week uh, because we don't have anything to spoil. But uh, I guess we're going to talk about some things that we've been watching. Um, and uh, Zach and Justin really haven't uh, watched much that we can talk about because i haven't seen dr strange yet so you want to talk some jurassic park 3 though i'm all over it we can do that oh yeah no i'm cool cool. i haven't seen that (laughs) (laughs) so i do no yeah i haven't watched it um so 
dude what don't get mad at me for that like the after the second one i heard like the third one was basically just them like ad-libbing their scenes and like dinosaurs were just they were just responding to like what people were telling them was happening with the dinosaurs um so i just kind of shied away from that one but um but let it be known that uh 2001 era shannon continued to make poor choices <laughs> just continued anyway uh anyway so uh so i watched a a show on netflix called uh love death and robots um because i saw a snippet for their third volume coming out uh within the week um so i kind of wanted to give it a shot because it it looked interesting so i watched the first maybe five episodes of the um of the first volume and uh, it started off pretty cool. Um, it started off pretty interesting with, uh, you know, like the robot. There's like these three robots that are just kind of taking a tour of the world. Um, and they're talking about humans as a whole being idiots and dumb. And it's kind of funny uh, to, to watch how it, it plays out. Um, but the one reoccurring theme after that episode, like maybe two, three, four and five, the episodes I've watched, um, they had a a lot of elements mixing sex and violence together, um, which is kind of a, not a comfortable area for a lot of people to watch. And, you know, my fiance and I had a hard time um, watching a lot of the episodes uh, that were after that. I mean, we watched five episodes, right? So there was enough to kind of carry us through. But at the end of some of these episodes, we were just like, dude, what the what the hell? Like who who really nobody interacts that way or like talks that way to each other. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, high def computer animated sex and nudity for females in, in the episodes, which, you know, kind of can be uncomfortable at times, uh, if you're watching it, um, with your significant other. Um, but it's weird. There was one episode in particular that I particularly thought was cool, but at the end it kind of went off the rails. It was about this, um, lady who had had uh, some um, physical uh, abuse happen to her in her real life. But what she was doing is she was uh, fighting in this uh, arena where she basically logged into a biological monster and then fought in a ring against somebody else who was also controlling a monster. Um, You know, and the scene basically plays out uh, her monster you know, while they're fighting, you're getting this like backstory of like the she's 17 and oh, and the reason why she always keeps winning is because she has like all of this trauma that excels. She excels at because this this battle doesn't mean anything. Um, and she's understood the value of uh, of making it through these traumatic responses. Um, so she ends up like beating the other dude um, by basically just going all in on this battle. Um, it was kind of like she gave up something of herself to like beat this other dude. And there's this guy prior to the fight that's trying to get her to throw the fight so that he can make some money. Um, it turns around that he has this like kind of honeypot like uh, lady that is his right hand like person. And she goes to talk to this fighter after the uh, the match is over you know, she tries to, you know, do the honeypot thing, take her top off, like, you know, be seductive. Um, and the lady, you know, kind of leans into that experience because like the lady's, you know, trying to butter her up and say that she's been through the same circumstances and she's there uh, and she knows what it's like. And then right as like she gets close and lets her guard down for that one second, the lady's like hand turns in like this huge claw and like gouges like the whole front of this lady's face off. And you're just like, damn like this is crazy um 
Yeah, a little. Jeez. Yeah. So then, like, she's laying on the floor, and she's like, oh, that's a, you know, she's still speaking. She's like, oh, that was a a good trick, but I've seen better. And the lady gets pissed and, like, curb stomps her face into the ground. All right. So now there's just, like, you know, this massive, like, skull on the ground. And, uh, you know, the lady's still talking. And they're like, wait a minute, like, what's going on here? Um, You know, what's what's happening? And they're like, ah, the joke's on you. Um, Like, basically, when I went through all the trauma that I went through, um, when my friends found me, I was basically my this body was salvageable, but I was not like my brain was not. So they put my brain inside the big ass monster that's in that cage behind you. And I'm just going to mess your shit up like right now. And like, you know, they basically like, you know, she basically wrecks shop and like destroys everybody. And then you realize that the reason she's 17 and no is because when she's fighting, she's actually fighting for her life. Um, so like she's the, she's the monster in the ring. Um, so, you know, it was a, it was a pretty interesting like turnaround, like, um, and that's basically like every episode, there's one where like a dude gets lost in space and he, he's like, you know, he's a freighter. He's a, like, he just basically hauls interstellar freight and his ship goes through this portal and, um, through a miss, I guess an error in the code, um, he gets sent like 150,000 light years away from earth. So like the planet that he knows is not the same planet anymore. Like everybody that he ever cared for is long gone. That's, that's, um, a, that's a hell of an oopsie. Yeah. And like, so like basically he wakes up and like, there's this lady that he uh, like, I guess dated for a while um, who comes in and is like, Oh my God, like you're out on the, the outer brink. Like there's no way you can get back, but at least you have me. Right. And he's like, yeah, I, I kind of, I guess so. Like, I guess that's okay. And then like, they're sitting down and he's just like watching the edge of the like universe. And she's like, so, um, you know, you just want to like pick up where we left off. And then like the next scene is them like smashing or like, <laughs> like up against the glass in the outer space. And you're like, okay, this is weird. Yeah. And then like the dude's like, wait a minute. Like I'm starting to like, he's starting to like ask questions about like what happened and what really happened. And this lady doesn't really have an answer. Uh, and so he's like, no, nah. he's like, this can't be real. Like what's really going on. And she's like, well, you know, your brain couldn't handle like what really happened. So we put you in the simulation and like, you're kind of like reliving this kind of same event. We just kind of wipe your brain. So you don't really have to experience the trauma. He's like, no, I want to see what's going on. And she's like, no, you really don't want to see what's going on. And he's like, I do. He's like, you have to tell me right now. And then like, he like slams her up against the wall and she's like, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, um, what you see you're not going to like, but just know that I, I care about you. I really care about you. And he's like, whatever, like, let me see it. And then like, it pans out and he's like super emaciated and he's got like, this really long hair and like, he's walking around and like, he's walking up like the guts of his like torn apart ship. And you see this like figure in the dark and it kind of has like this female look on it. But when it pops out of the shadow, it's like this huge arachnoid figure with like a hundred eyes and like the top of this, thing that you thought was like a body is actually just like this huge like tentacle thing that has like a big old like venomous tail on the end of it and like the dude freaks out and has like a mental breakdown and then the next thing you know he wakes up again and he's in the pod and he's like oh my god what happened she's like oh you're 150,000 light years away it's the same girl from before and he's she's like he's like oh my god he's like what am I gonna do and she's like I don't know but we'll figure it out together at least you have me and that's basically where it ends, right? So, like, you know, the whole thing, like, starts over again. And then yeah, yeah. when it pans out, instead of showing the ship that he was on, which in the beginning was, like, the ship at this, like, nice, pristine station, is, like, overrun with all of these, like, spider-looking, like, gross, like, little, like, things crawling around all over the place. And you're just like, ugh, that's so gross. So, yeah, it's kind of like Black Mirror, 
like I was gonna say a very Black Mirror ish, you know, like yeah, like when you, that story in specifically reminded me a lot. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Source Code. Mm, that no. sounds really familiar. Where it's like the dude who his job is to this train. Oh, yeah, bombed. the Jake Gyllenhaal one. Yeah, where he yeah. keeps having to like he keeps having to relive the simulation of the he's on the train and he keeps having to relive the simulation of the train blowing up. And there's nothing you can do to stop the train blowing up because it's already happened in real life. And that's what he's trying to do. And they're like, no, no, no. They're like, you're in a simulation. Like, the train's going to blow up no matter what. We need you to find the bomb and figure out who it is because they're still out there and they're going to bomb something else. And the information you find in here can be relevant in the real world. And he's actually like pretty much a corpse hooked up to a machine who's just they use him the government's using him to just run through the simulation because he's hey. basically already a dead body so they're like what's the point yeah i remember that that was a good movie no it was a great movie mm-hmm. all right uh, what did you think of uh, bad guys Jim? i liked it a lot um for for, for a kid show for a, a kid's movie i liked it a lot um <laughs> it uh, definitely um I mean, there are like a lot of plot holes, a lot of plot, like a lot of like saying things to like, you know, move the story along, um, you know, like the push pop at the end. Like he's like, oh, who do you think put the push pop there? I was like, yeah. there is no way you're going back to that place. Like, no way. Like, also, uh, a part of me just loves that they don't explain that world. Mm-hmm. Humans are there. Animals are there. There's a whole bunch of guinea pigs in the testing facility. Also a guinea pig getting an award that's apparently one of the smartest people or things in the planet. Is there a difference between them? I don't know. We don't care. Keep the plot but, moving. Like, but he's evil. And that's the thing. That's why he keeps them. I think that's why he keeps them all locked up. Right. Is because like when he harvests the power of the that helmet with the rock, mm-hmm. like that's the only thing he can control. He can't control like any other animals. He can't control anything else. So he had to keep them all like penned up so that he could like steal all the money. But like. Are all those guinea pigs sentient? Or are no. they just guinea pigs? Like, and why is he They're special? <laughs> and I love that they don't explain it. They're just like, no, we're just we're just moving. It's fine. Yeah, it is a little weird in the beginning of the movie to see them talking in the diner, and then like it pans out, and everybody's just terrified of both of them sitting there drinking coffee. <laughs> it's a talking. great, it's a great Pulp Fiction homage, though. It really mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Did, I, I, did you see what I mean about uh, Shark and how I love how he's the master of disguise? And so obviously, <laughs> like a shark in a dress, and everyone, no one can see it. It's like the best yeah. thing ever. It was a little, yeah, when he shows the the ID of like the bald dude with the mustache and like yeah. the janitor guy, and you look up and it's just a shark with a mustache on. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I get it. It's funny. Yeah. I, I'll go with it. But yeah, uh, the soundtrack was dope. Uh, I like the soundtrack. Um, I like the. Um, like I, I think Crimson Paw is probably my favorite. Uh, like of the the bunch of of thieves, I think she's the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kicks ass and take names. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I like the car too. That Corvette was pretty dope. Um, yeah. But yeah, all in all, like it was a good it was a good movie experience. A good movie. I didn't I didn't regret having to sit there for an hour and forty minutes to watch it. And it came oh, out oh. on uh, Apple TV. So guess who already has it. <laughs> or I, uh, it came out through iTunes, I guess. All right. <coughs> Sounds yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that is a show, gentlemen. Um, Justin, why don't you go ahead and wake up now that we've stopped talking about kids' movies and <laughs> uh, go ahead and land this plane? You know what, guys? Ugh. Thank you, guys. 
I know that was a nice, that was a silent one. Yeah, up on you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. Head on over to the Discord. Show us some pictures of uh, what you're sipping on. Uh, what your local gas station can do for you. <laughs> what are you going to spend those hard-earned uh, um, Elon bucks on at the gas station buying your your energy drinks with Sonic and G Fuel and Crash Crash Barracuda on them? <laughs> and while you're uh, while you're at it, head on over to uh, Spotify, where I'm assuming the majority of you listen to the podcast. And if you don't listen to it on Spotify, go on over there anyway. Give us a review. You know, take take a couple minutes. Show show your boys some support. And uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, "Hey guys, go be great." And I can't wait for the Bat Squad game. <laughs>